And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back for another episode of the Startup Hustle. This is your host today, Matt Watson. Very excited to be talking about AI today. Of course, it's a hot topic and we've had a few episodes about it. But today we're going to talk about sales and using generative AI um, today with us, we have Jason Tan from Engage AI. His company does some really cool stuff with generative AI for LinkedIn. Um, for those of you who may follow me on LinkedIn, I have like 27,000 followers on LinkedIn. I post on LinkedIn <laughs> almost every day. And I have a feeling this is a tool I probably should know about and use, so I'm actually excited to learn about it today. <laughs> I do remind everybody that uh, today's episode of Startup Puzzle is powered by FullScale. Hiring software developers is difficult, but our company can help you find and build a software team quickly and affordably. We have the platform to help you manage that team as well. Please visit FullScale.io to learn more. Well, Jason, welcome to the show, man. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> Why did I just say welcome? I run a podcast, so it's so, it's so used to me for <laughs> me to say welcome, but it's a welcome e equally. And thank you so much for having me, Matt. I'm super excited to chat with you about the uh, generative AI on LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess tell us a little more about your background and know you've done a few different things and uh, especially love to hear what, you know, inspired you to create Engage, Engage AI as well. Absolutely. That is a great question. Um, so before I created Engage AI, I run a company called DDA Labs. AI and effectively, I provide data and AI solution so, uh, to enterprise and government agency here in Australia. And because it's my own business and is a boutique consulting business, you could imagine that a lot of time that I have to spend is actually on prospecting and also maintaining yeah. a relationship with the assisting client. Now. Those who are doing those two things would understand the pain of like continuously asking uh, people out for coffee and people don't actually want that, especially in the past couple of years where we went through the COVID, co coffee was not an option. And that is how I came about commenting for attention as a strategy because I equally know that uh, sending drip messaging automatically, like, do you have to book a time on my calendar? Those sort of things are not working in the B2B business. They are not working on LinkedIn. Commenting as a strategy to get the attention is proven for many years in various platforms, whether you're on Twitter, uh, the startup founder trying to get the attention of the VC, or B2B sales on LinkedIn is a proven strategy. At the same time, and that is what I was doing for quite a long time, but it's painful because making a comment, a really nice comment, it takes a lot of time. That is why a lot of people they resort to saying things like "thanks for sharing," "great insight," yeah, which doesn't, which yeah, is, which doesn't add any value to the conversation either. Uh, 
Exactly, exactly. So, uh, but to add a unique comments though, it takes time and energy, especially if you are still in the early, early days of prospecting and trying to make sure that they could be the prospect, a good client. Commenting with a good comment takes about three to five minutes to read a post, another three to five minutes to come up something uniquely to say. And if you have to spend about 10 touch points just to get the attention and starting a conversation, that would be easily close to two hours. And that is where the beauty of Engage AI coming into the picture. If figure out the context and then they help people to draft a comment and it's up to them to use it. And before, before they use it, they can add their personal touch, delete whatever things. And that is how Engage AI will end. But also that is the main reason that uh, I build Engage AI. Building Engage AI for the SMB owner, startup founder who are still small team, who are busy servicing their client, but at the same time, they need to keep out their digital presence on LinkedIn. They need to prospect. They need to maintain existing touch point with the existing client. That is really the number one uh, reason for SMB owner. But equally, selfishly speaking, Another reason that I have built Engage AI because I have seen so many SMB owner or technical founder who are very strong in their technical sales skill set, but don't necessarily come from a salesman, uh, doesn't necessarily have a sales background. And for those folks right, like yeah. me, it is actually not easy in that transition. And it probably took us a long time to get comfortable in commenting in the public. It probably also took us a long time to really understand the nuances of saying the right thing. And I think that the Engage AI, by selfish reason, is to build Engage AI for these people. Don't necessarily have the te- uh, sales background, but strong technical skill set to become both a doer and a talker. Well, I was going to echo my my experience with Twitter was exactly this. I set up a, a new Twitter account and I was posting new content every day and I got absolutely no views, no likes, no follows, no read, none of it. It was, it was absolutely useless. But if I would go comment on other people's tweets, I would mm. get followers mm. and I- exactly what, what you just described. And I, I absolutely saw that on Twitter. And I've definitely seen it as a very powerful strategy on LinkedIn. And there's a few people on LinkedIn that I follow. And most people don't realize this necessarily, but you can also go to somebody's profile and hit the bell icon so that you get notified every single time they post. So if you mm-hmm. go find somebody that's got like 10, 10 20, 30, 50,000 followers or whatever, right? And subscribe to their post. So you're one of the first ones that are notified. If you can jump in there and exactly. leave a really good comment, there's a chance, there's a good chance that like maybe thousands of people will see your comment, right? And so I, I think that that's the key to this strategy is is it's you know free, it's free eyeballs on on posting those comments. So indeed. So the way that we actually when we first built and released Engage AI in the January this year. That was exactly the strategy that we use to get our initial 3,000 user in a single month. Um, but rather than commenting on the potential prospect, we go 
for the strategy, commenting on the prospect of the prospect. So what I basically mean is that my prospect is the, our ideal target user is the SMB owner, uh, startup founder in a small team. And a lot of these people, if they are in B2B, which is why they are on LinkedIn, they would target the SVP of the enterprise Fortune 500 or ASX 300 over here in Australia. Now, if I were to comment on the SMB owner, I have to comment on a thousand of them to be seen by a thousand of my prospects. If I switch that the other way around, I go and comment on the SVP of the enterprise. They are being watched by all of those SMB owner and startup founder like Hub. In other words, when the prospect of the prospect are posting, we are the one is commenting. We get seen by thousands of uh, our prospects. And that is how we grew it. And to your point about that is a bell button. Um, we actually have in our web application, we actually have a function of uh, monitoring the prospects. So to your point, I think you have about 35,000 followers. Uh, myself, I have about 10, and I know a lot of folks, they probably have about two to 5,000. The reality is a lot of time, they don't really care about those two to 5,000. It's just too much to, to handle. They only care about 50 to 100 of them, right? But LinkedIn only show you whatever they, they want to show you. Uh, but if you press the bell button, they probably will prioritize it. However, they still are showing you a bunch of things in the newsfeed. If you tell Engage AI about the people that you care about, you tell us the profile URL, within our web application, you actually can see that in a glance to say, okay, these are all the 50 people that I want Engage AI to monitor. And we will gather and have all of those things in a single place, single screen, and people can see it in your grant. That will make it even easier, but also super focused rather than scoring the news feed um, independently. So I, I, I love what you talked about earlier on what you really want to do is target who your customers will be following, right? So for example, let's say I'm in, I own a company that works in home services and there's a couple big trade associations, right? And so everybody in the industry probably follows those trade associations and people that work at those trade associations. So what I should be doing is paying attention to the key people at those trade associations and commenting on their content, right? Because then all my customers will read that, like, Right. You know, reiterating what you said earlier, like figuring figuring out the right strategy. That I think that's a brilliant strategy that a lot of people probably would have maybe never thought of. And uh, if if anybody learned anything today, I think that's a really good one. Um, it's, it's <laughs> figuring out who 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 you want to sell to and who they follow, right? And then exactly trying to enter, you know get into the conversation. So I think I think that's fantastic. And so so engage AI. Tell us a little more about how it works. So I love the idea that you could go into it and tell it like, okay, these are the kinds of people that I'm trying to follow to help, you know, point me in the right direction of who I should comment on. So it sounds like it helps do that. But then how does it work in regards to it? It suggests 
what to comment and, and gives you some ideas of, of what to post? Like, tell us a little more about like how you use generative AI to do that. Absolutely. So uh, there are four different ways to do that. Mini, the one that you play up that are following and we will monitor is what is one of the way it help people to focus. And funny enough, some of our customer and user call it a mini CRM. So not a full suite CRM, but a mini CRM. But uh, otherwise, the main thing is uh, the mobile app, but also the browser add-on. So once you have installed a browser add-on, like a Chrome extension or Microsoft Edge, what basically you will notice is when they go into LinkedIn, within the commenting field, they will notice that I have inject a HTML icon or bubble within the commenting field. As they mouse hover, they will realize that there are numbers of tones that they can choose, like funny, friendly, uh, ask question, disagree. In fact, they can actually edit those default prompt that we or tone that we have already created. They can also create custom prompt. So custom prompt may be something a little bit more targeting where you see that as an opportunity to sell or hype promoting your company. So you want to write the prompt like how you would use ChatGPT to write the prompt, things like, okay, make sure you mention the company and focusing in these services. As people are choosing the tone that they like to use, we also figure out the content of the post that they are going to comment on. So that so we can put the context and the tone together to come out a comment that resonates uh, for the user. So let's say, for example, I see this post uh, of Matt talking about these uh, sales enablement. I choose I choose a question tone. So it will ask question like, right, you spoke about the sales enablement using Twitter. What have you found to be uh, the best strategy? So that is how it two things coming together and crafting that comment in the commenting field. However, we emphasize that we always, always want to have the user in the loop, the human in the loop. What that means is the user will always have the final, final opportunity to add their personal touch, to edit the comment. And if they know the person well, they equally want to add that to send that they, they know about them. And when they are happy, they just make the post button. Otherwise, they can always redraft it again and then take it from there again. Well, and I was checking out your website here, and it looks like this is only $30 a month. It is USD $30 a month. I believe it's quite affordable for most of the SMB owner and the technical founder as well. Yeah, that's that's very affordable. So I I'm I'm would like to talk more about using generative AI in and even even more purposes. And I think looking at your pricing here, it looks like you guys also offer some services where maybe you send out messages to people or invites to people on LinkedIn. Do you use generative AI for those two? No, we are not doing those things yet. We will be probably selectively do some of those things. The core focus of the Engage okay. AI, where we are right now, but going forward equally is going to be focusing on all the conversations. 
i.e. whatever the conversation channel that occur. Equally, what that means is the very next channel um, that we would be start doing is going to be the LinkedIn inbox because it's a natural progression. Right. Uh, in the way that you're already commenting and you want to bring the conversation. Once you have got their attention, you want to start a conversation. And when you want to start a conversation, you is is unusual to straight away take them out into a Zoom meeting or into the email. So LinkedIn inbox is probably the next channel. And then when we finally nail that and we are happy with the the what we have got over there, the, the subsequent channel would be email. So we want to focus and progress from commenting to inbox to email and other channel where conversation happen. And so that's on your roadmap. You're not doing that today. That is correct. Because that is still so much to do for the okay. commenting. All right. Well, very cool. <laughs> Believe it or not, commenting, that is still so much that we have to do. (laughs) So has has your business um, grown like like you thought it would? Uh, Has it really really taken off? How has has, uh, usage and adoption of the product went? Absolutely. So we have got about 45,000 users now since we launched in January uh, this year. And pretty much uh, organic and word of mouth and incentivized referral um, that we have got that 45,000 uh, user around the world uh, with zero ad spending. So uh, I think I'm quite happy with it, given of the number of users we have got. And they are spread around the world, ranging from US to Europe to emerging country to Australia to South America, we've probably seen a lot of the adoption in the state uh, as expected in UK, um, in Germany as well. So Germany is a really interesting one where, so the way that we have built Engage AI is to make it multilingual in a very smart way. So what I basically mean is, especially for German user, a lot of time they have to switch between using German and English. So as they are trying to comment on the on LinkedIn, they will come across those mix in whatever random order it is. However, as they use Engage AI, Engage AI will actually automatically draft the comment for them in German if the content is in German and we'll draft the comment in English if the content is in English automatically. So uh, I think we have got a lot of uh, user in German probably for that reason, uh, but also a few uh, early adopters are spreading the word for us in, in Germany. So I'm, I'm curious, since you've been doing this for a few months now, was there anything that was totally unexpected? like? Um, you guys had to make some changes or people using it in ways you didn't expect. I'm curious if there was anything that, you know, you had to change along the way or was kind of a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, one of the most unexpected uh, occurrence or incident that we noticed is there was some user uh, using it to comment a thousand times in a single day. And uh, I 
could not I we I think we struggled to understand how that is possible because I know from talking to various numbers of users, if they are already they feel like they are already stretching it. If they were doing it manually, about 75 to 80 of them, with Engage AI, they hope to double the numbers to about 150 or 160. What that equally means is for a thousand, literally that is about five times or six times of the a power user on LinkedIn who has got about 20,000 uh, first followers. So we actually really struggle to understand how that how the how how that is possible. Nevertheless, what I think what I would say though is that we appreciate the effort that they are making fully leveraging the engage AI for their prospecting activity. But what we are more concerned though is not how they are necessarily fully leveraging, but we are concerned if their LinkedIn account would be banned. And that is a message that we send to them to say, Yeah, hey, oh yeah. Hey, I appreciate that you are making use of it and I hope you are going to get a lot of prospect, but I'm worried for you because we know that the way that one of the, the, the LinkedIn they do to detect bot, and that's the way that we are very, very cautious, right? We don't want to be seen as a bot. We want to be human in the, to, to, to have human in the loop. So, but when you are doing so many activity, one of the way that the engineering team on LinkedIn, they figure out whether you're using bot or automation is look at the total number of the activity you do on their site within a 24 hour. And then they have a threshold to determine whether that is done by human or is done by the robot. So for example, when you visit a profile, you make a comment, you click on something, you read something, you send out a connection request, you send a message, um, you read an ad, every single one of those things is considered an activity. And if you already have a thousand comments, plus all of those activities, it's just unrealistically possible for a human being to be able to carry that out. So that is probably my biggest message for the user, but equally for a lot of people, if they want to make sure that they don't want to get their account banned, is making sure that their, their activity is, is within reason. <laughs> Well, and that's one of the challenges with using AI and generative AI for anything sales related, right? Because, I mean, people could use it for sending email, automatically sending proposals or, um, you know, LinkedIn inbox messages. Like there's all sorts of things that in the future could be automated, right? And uh, I think one of the jokes is that like my AI is going to talk to your AI <laughs> and we're not even going to talk to each other, right? I think that's... Uh, that that could be our future. Well, I get that a lot. That uh, uh, someone used the AI to write the post, and then you use my AI to write a comment. Um, so I get it a lot. I think it is possible. So if we were to go back to the that particular incident that I just highlight, that would definitely always always be a small percentage of the people um, using AI in that way. But I believe, though, purely from the observation and also uh, speaking to all the user, 
majority of them are not necessarily wanting to go in bulk in high volume. They just want to have the AI yeah. to help them to make it a little bit easier for them. Because sometimes when you look at the screen, is you just have that mental blank. You don't know what to say about it. Or sometimes you just want to have a different angle rather than saying exactly the same thing again and again. So that is what I believe the majority of the user would be using AI even going forward. And there will equally some company or developer is going to wanting to fully automate the entire process. And that is where the bulk <laughs> volume will happen. Yeah. And that's already happening on LinkedIn before the whole AI coming into the picture, right? So I think the AI in that yes. sense, they may worsen that situation, but that is definitely not the route that we are taking. We are going for quality versus the volume. And to that point, I actually want to bring up a very interesting concept that we are experimenting what I call as second brain. Now, the idea of the second brain is that, man, you, you and I, we all build relationship. We talk to people based on our interaction, but also based on how much we remember about each other and based on how much we care about each other right. as we meet again. If I were to right. meet you again, Matt, uh, sometime down the track in the state as I am flying over, I would say, Matt, thank you so much for hosting me. And I really enjoy about the podcast interview where we touch on ABC. Now, I would remember that because either I put them in the CRM or I try really hard to make sure that my memory remember that. The thing, though, is that everyone have different kind of memory. But what make it even worse on the digital channel, in our digital, our memory, our conversation are scattered multiple channels, ranging from social media to email to personal chat application to business chat application. So if I were to talk to you for a long time, I can guarantee that our conversation will be scattered in all of those channels. And I equally know that for sales, for a very important meeting that I am preparing, I often, often will make sure I read all my notes, double-checking all the conversations that have already occurred, that we have already exchanged, to remind me, to refresh my memory as I am going into the meeting. Second brain aim to solve that problem by unifying and synthesizing all the conversational data across different channels. That is the bigger vision. And that is where we are experimenting as we are building up the Engage AI. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Like I, there's even people I've chatted with on LinkedIn many times that even to this day, I don't know that I could remember their name. I just remember their their picture and you know I see their name, but I don't really think about it. And then if you ask me later, like, oh, who was that person? I wouldn't even remember. Mm. Um, but maybe I've messaged them like dozens of times even. Like it's it's just there's there's so much to remember. Um, I do want to take a second to remind everybody that finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io where you can build a software team quickly and affordably. Please use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs and see what developers are available to join your team today. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. Well, I think um, 
I'm excited to to try your product, by the way. Um, it it would help me post more comments on LinkedIn. Thank you. Um, I'm curious if you know of of other companies that are doing cool stuff with generative AI, um, you know, in, re, in relation to other like CRM systems like HubSpot or Salesforce or, or Apollo and things like that. Um, do, you, do you have any knowledge of them doing cool stuff with generative AI as well? So what I think that a lot of those CRM companies, what they will start equally doing is uh, using the generative AI to extract the data. I don't think the technology is quite there yet. What I mean by that is you want to describe to the CRM to say, so for example, I finished the meeting today, I will go to my HubSpot to enter uh, all the information I remember about you, all different kind of information. So including the structured data, I think this is where the structured data is where they are focusing. So I, your name, first name, email, etc. I'll enter, enter all of those information. So the way that we are actually using software is actually going to change. And that is precisely highlighted by the co-founder of HubSpot. And I think there is a lot of company in the CRM space are starting to do. Because at, at, at this stage, where what, what happened is a lot of time after you enter the information, you still have to go to browse the screen, different screen, clicking everywhere just to extract the information. Now, what I think that they are starting to do is going to be, hey, extract me the information of Matt. Tell me where exactly, when did we last chat? And then uh, what is the email address? And give me a summary, what is he up to now? That would be extracting the information from the dot. And that is where the generative AI or the LLM is really excelling the unstructured data in the description and in the note section. So that would be really powerful. So that is probably, I, from what I observed, this is probably the big area that they are focusing in terms of whether using the generative AI to enter the information into the CRM that is something that I am not sure. I would say the second one is even harder because the first one is actually not easy, but the second one is even harder. There are a lot, a lot of company outside of the CRM are trying to combine generative AI and use it to write the structural SQL query in order to extract the data. But from everyone that I have spoken with, is actually very, very hard because it, you, you need to do a lot of gut reel to make sure that it is doing the right thing. It, it can write the SQL properly. Um, but yeah, that is what the mini CIM, but also broader sense, how the generative AI are being used in, in those space. So I, I built a CRM system 20 years ago and mm. we sold it in, in 2011, and it is the number one CRM system in all of automotive in the United States. I was wow. the, the CTO of that company, and it's still the number one CRM. And, you know, I could see AI being so useful from, from that kind of product where not only trying to help generate uh, content to send, but also just understanding the sentiment of the customer, what the customer is asking for, trying to figure out, like, lead scoring and what's the next step, right? Like we sent them a price quote. Did they reply? Did they want to schedule an appointment? 
all the you know trying to figure out like where are we at in the deal stage of this thing yeah. like the lead scoring kind of in the pipeline right Absolutely. and more often than not especially in more often than not especially in this you know industry and use case the salespeople are pretty terrible and the salespeople are pretty terrible at following up with people and you almost need the software to be smart enough to make sure they're doing their job the right way, right? Like mm. the customer replied and said, hey, do you still have the car? And then the salesperson just doesn't respond, right? Like mm. all these kinds of scenarios. Mm. And and I could really see AI being like really an assistant in those in those ways. And I've there are people even in automotive, like my old company, they have an AI bot that helps do some of this stuff where it'll just keep emailing people over and over and over again trying to get them to reply like are you still are you still interested in buying a car like it'll keep sending mm. stuff like that but it's pretty stu- it's pretty stupid and from what i've heard it's it's not that great at doing that but i think i i mean i definitely think in the future we're going to see more and more of this though we're you know as a consumer we're going to get all sorts of messages that are mostly ai generated or partially ai generated i mean even in our crm system there are lots of templates right it's like Right. You know, it was like a you know standard template kind of stuff that would get sent, and you didn't really need AI to do that. But once you've exchanged a couple emails with a customer, now you need AI to help understand the sentiment, the context, where are we at in the deal stage, like what is the next step, what are we trying to get them to do, and that's where the generative AI I think could be super powerful as you're trying to push them along in the deal stages. Exactly, and equally, there are many company are uh, starting experimenting that. Yeah, many technology companies are also starting building this sort of things out. And generative AI or LLM is actually going to make it easier and more powerful and then put it into the hands of millions and millions of developers. So before the LLM came into the scene, I know there are banks who are already currying all those sort of data to try to help with their cost and their consultant to prepare for the conversation. So imagine if you call to the bank, they would actually have conversational cue in this on the screen to help them to say what they should be saying. Of course, the the, the consultant would be equally uh, they have the option to choose to use it or not to use it. But they are already doing that, and they are only just doing that for just the structured data. What LLM came to the scene though is that it will make the unstructured data to be usable as well and. Exactly on point that the call center. So if you think about all of those uh, call center software like the Genesis and Avaya, I bet they are doing that right as we speak because they would have already transcribed the the date, the call center data. All they have to do is just to fit the transcription into the LM to figure out the sentiment, and because of the API availability and the LM and all of these company are designed in this way, what w- the, the project of doing the sentiment analysis of a live car was only possible to be deployed by a large company who have tens of millions of the budget would now become be possible even for a single developer to do it in overnight. Because transcription is there. And if the transcription is not there, you can call AWS, you can call the uh, GCP Azure uh, speech to text that is ready, ready. And you just have to feed that in. So it is all happening. And I see that a lot of 
things are happening in that space. I I would only I would probably summarize and say that the messages that we are going to get in the coming years is going to be more tailored and more precise rather than yeah. template message. Yeah, that is the, that is the one thing that well, yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that would be really useful in a tool like yours at Engage AI is, you know, I have 20,000 connections on LinkedIn and we talk about sending people inbox messages and stuff like that. You know, if there's a way that your product could curate from all of my connections, like give me good reasons to reach out to people, right? Like mm. things that have happened, recent events, they got a promotion, whatever, you know, they raised some capital, they sold their company, whatever. Like, how do you how do you interject more, you know, event kind of stuff to give me a reason to reach out to people and have some kind of reason to reach out? So it doesn't feel like just random spam, right? Like exactly. a reason to reach out, I mm. think would be very helpful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So those are the things that are already happening with some of those automated software. And yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think the messages that I especially for B2B seller, I just want to echo in that message. If they are already using the fully automated software, like they automatically connect with you and then send you the message, one, do you want to read my ebook? I have a coffee ketchup. Do you want to download my ebook again? Do you want to book a time on my calendar? I just want to highlight that if you are in the B2B sales, it's not going to work. Because nobody is want to be sold and nobody is going to throw tens of thousands of dollars on you because of those drip messaging. You have to be a lot more thoughtful. You have to be a lot more personalized. You have to be a yeah. lot more personal touch. And that is where the general... Well, and I think that... Into the picture. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's that's also the problem with generative AI is it it potentially is going to cr- create a lot of spam, and you know lower quality content is getting created at at scale, mm. right? And mm. you know ultimately quality quality content is 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 going to be key, and mm. if um if all these platforms get you know flooded with spam and junk, you know then people aren't going to use them anymore, or people are going to mm. block everybody and unfollow them and all that, and quality is you know important and i think the key to a product like yours is it's got to be an assistant right like you said it's a it's a you know exactly. human in the loop assistant it help helps me create content you know i i write blog posts every week and i use chat gpt quite a bit to help me and but sometimes mm. it's just asking you know ask it to give me ideas ask it to take a you know a small blurb and turn it into a blog post and i can edit mm. it there and you know, it's, it's, we have to figure out how to use these assistants, but I think if people try and automate all of it, ultimately the quality is going to be really low and it's going to be a lot of that, that's that my, is That's correct. my concern for people. Exactly. So, and people are going to see through that if they are using the AI to generative AI to fully automate the entire process, just to pump up the volume, people can tell and people can see through that. And that is just not going to get them the result. For however, if they are using the AI to assist them to help them to get over the write the blocks, those those are how it will be only become useful, and these these are the people who will win. So I really don't. I I feel like if we will have to put it in the high level category, 
and where you have a group of people who completely resist the AI, totally understandable. You would have the AI to assist them, but not automate the entire things for them. Then you have the people who use AI to automate the entire things for them. And I would say the one in the middle category will win. It is this part and this part will, will lose up. And just to echo what you were saying about writing a blog, I am writing a blog. And if you if, if people can tell already, English is my second language and and I'm not a writer. So sometimes I just don't write as well. Well, if you need to hire software engineers, testers, or leaders, FullScale can help. We have the people and people to manage a team of experts. Please check out my company, FullScale. All you need to do is answer a few questions and let our platform match you up with our fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers. Please visit FullScale.io to learn more. Well, Jason, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think generative AI is awesome, and, and I use it all the time to help create content. I'm excited to try your product and see how it can help me on LinkedIn. I'm not going to post a thousand a day. That would that would be like one a minute for like 17 hours or something. I was trying to do the math <laughs> earlier. That that sounds crazy, but um, I I think it could be really powerful to do a, you know 10 a day or something. So it, it might be very helpful for me. Um, I'm curious if you have any you know last minute tips for other entrepreneurs out there that are thinking about starting a company just like you did. I would probably say the number one thing is before you build anything, just think about where your customer is, where to find them, how to find them, how to build relationship with them, especially if you're in the B2B. That is the really, really the number one, number one thing that I would pass it on to other founder or even to my kids. Um, building things is going to be easier and easier. And... It's going to be even much easier in the coming future, but distribution and selling is going to be harder and more expensive. This was an awesome episode today with Jason Tan. So glad he could join us today to talk to, talk to us about Engage AI. Definitely seems like a very cool tool that a lot of us could use on the B2B side. Uh, you can check out his company at engage-ai.co. And Jason, thank you so much for being on the show today. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.